news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and Casey. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. to think about it it is right here it is right now Modern love so strange said you now how you doing today brandon stokely doing great how you doing doing fantastic happy hump day to you yeah it's wednesday we're getting close super bowl is gonna kick off in like 96 hours and then it's over and then it is over and then we just dive head first into USFL and XFL. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, an action-packed offseason. And and we're going to talk about why um from a f- few different angles, but we don't even know who the Broncos staff is going to be. Still don't know. Still don't know. I think that news is going to come out one. There's going to be a domino that falls. In the next 48 hours. No, no, no. While we're on the air. Oh, while we're on the air. Oh, look while we're on the air today, out there. Today, we're going to get some wrinkle, some detail that one of these coordinators is going to come into focus. But we still don't know yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying in the next 48 hours, we'll know. Okay. Start hearing some news. You're going to cast that net. Yep. Next 48 the, hours. The Zach By net. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I think you're probably... It's got. I mean, it's got to happen here soon. It's got to, right? You would think. I mean, um, I mean, typically all this stuff is done, and he's just doing it by Zoom. Uh, I don't with know. The, the, I, I don't know that the, to be true. Um, is that right? Okay. I, I thought I saw something that he was going to meet by Zoom with uh, the defensive coordinator, uh, but I, I, the, the guy they were interviewing, Sean Desai. Desai. Yes. Um, so, but. Maybe, maybe I'm way off. There have oh. been so many different interviews and things on different guys reported. Um, I would like, I mean, wouldn't you want that to be in person, though? Yes. That's a that's a big decision. That is like, who's going to be the CEO of that side of the ball? And, I mean, you, you got a CEO over everything now, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a big call. That, that's an important call. Sean Payton is an offensive guy, and you don't want to – like we can't get caught up with, hey, we got to fix this offense, got to fix this offense, and then simultaneously the defense takes some huge step back. The Broncos have been actually uh, have been able to maintain their defense for a couple years now. Some years are better than others, but um, on the whole, Broncos defense has been pretty good through the last couple coaches. I yeah. think. I think. I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't want that all of a sudden to take a step back. I mean, you, you need that to be your strength. Yep. While you try to figure this offense out and help Russ and get things up to speed, and you know we can't forget that I don't know what the defense looks like, but it's easy it's easier to change defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators and hit the ground running the following year. So, and obviously they're the more talented bunch. Can't afford that defense to take a step back while this offense tries to figure things out nope. and, and navigate the nope. waters. Nope. Keep a strength to strength, John Elway once said, right? That's right. After Super Bowl 50, try to keep a strength to strength. Um, speaking of strength, the display of strength that was last night at Ball Arena. Oh, my gosh, Stoke. 
Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I, I couldn't be taking the, the, the Denver Nuggets more seriously than I am right now in this specific window of time in terms of a title conversation, like real championship conversations. Could a parade be happening later this spring because the Denver Nuggets finally get over a franchise uh, long uh, uh, just ceiling? I, I couldn't be taking them more seriously, but then last night I watched what I watched, and there's a difference between running hot and being nuclear. And last night you saw a nuclear version of the Denver Nuggets scoring 49 points in the first quarter against a team they just lost to a couple nights ago in Minnesota. They got the real version of the Nuggets last night. Stoke, Denver was up 30 points after the first 12 minutes of basketball. I don't know how that's physically possible, but there it was taking place. Yeah, impressive. Uh, came out the gates red hot, obviously. Jokic uh, triple-double in the first half. I mean. That's insane. That's um, it's the fourth fastest triple-double in NBA history. Wow. Did it in 19 minutes, dude. Wow. Just remarkable. Um, and like you said, they got beat up pretty bad uh, a few nights ago against Minnesota. It wasn't their team. They didn't play anyone uh, in that game. And it, it's it's... You know, you talk about taking them seriously. I mean, how could you not, right? I mean, number one seed in the in the West, and they just take care of business. And it doesn't matter who's playing and who's not playing, really. Like, you know, just as long as you got Jokic and a, and, and a guy or two. Like, Jamal didn't play. No. Jamal didn't even play. It's insane. Are you worried about his knee? Got inflammation in the knee no, or something that no, said? I mean, no, because it's the other knee. It's the other knee that wasn't surgically repaired. And even if it was, I think it's just a precaution. Like, I think he was even questionable heading into the game, and they just held him out to just, you know, it's almost all-star break. Just don't don't push it. Um, but, I mean, you're spot on. The fact that an NBA team can score 146 points in regulation, it was the most recent episode of Mile High Hoops podcast recorded like 48 hours ago. And I'm like, I swear to God, I think these guys are going to score 150 at some point in regulation. The very next game, they score a buck 46 in 48 minutes without their second leading scorer. That is insanity. Insanity. Without their guy that's been red hot. Coming off a 40-point game. Yeah. And um, we need more of this from Michael Porter Jr. Oh, my gosh. Need more. Fun. Like, need more. But, but I... I just be a little bit more consistent. I mean, if he could deliver something like this more consistently, I mean, come on. Yeah. No, I mean, you're not going to get any pushback. No, from I, me. That, I, that's, I just, that's, that's, he's but still this is waiting. The tease. To... This is, this is the thing with him is like, you, you see these nights where it's, you know, four for six from three, 30 points, you know, five boards, just an all around, um, you know, just, 29 minutes, 11 for 15. I mean, but he's, he, like, he is crossing through a threshold. He is, is he? I, he's coming off a game where he scored 22 in the previous game. Game before that, he scored 23. Game before that, he scored 17. Two games before that, it was 20. Game before that, it was 19. He's now averaging 17 points a game. I mean, I'm not telling you he's God's gift, but he is coming around from a, a physical standpoint. This dude was not himself, like, from an athleticism standpoint. He looks super stiff. Like six, seven weeks ago, super stiff. I'm watching him. Kind of always looks stiff to me. Well, well, well. Let me just say this: I'm watching him cut baseline last night and catch alley oops, and I'm like, that's kind of how it looked when he was running hot like two two seasons ago when he was averaging 19 points a game. 
So I understand your your frustration, no, no question about it, of, of you wanting the consistency. But slowly here, he is. it looks like he is uh, turning a, a, a corner a bit. And consistency when it matters the most. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. You know, when, when, when the spotlight's um, shining the brightest. And that will happen you know, ultimately in the playoffs, really. That's when we need this type of Michael Porter Jr. Or the last week and a half, two weeks, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that hopefully that's the case. I mean, it's such a big part of what the Nuggets are trying to get to. And uh, you, you need, you need you know, not expecting 30 from him, but you need shooting nights like that from this guy. Yep. And he's going through a lot. You know, we, we haven't, you know, spent in, uh, much time on it because we're just not going to. But uh, obviously his... It, it, Everyone has heard about this by now. Was two weeks old, but his brother, you know, involved in a, um, you know, a terrible, terrible accident where someone lost their life in the middle of the night two weekends ago, and he talked about it before the game uh, briefly. He's like, "I got a lot of stuff going on at home, and I am viewing like when I step onto that court for these games, this is my sanctuary here where he can get away from all of it." He and his brother are very, very close, so. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's kind of rounding into form. Aaron Gordon, 24 points, 8 assists, 4 steals. The, and Christian Brown, who we both love, just continues to be, I mean, I'm watching this guy. He just looks the part. If you look at the stat sheet, nothing's going to pop off to you crazy. But 4 for 5 from the field, I think he's one of the 3 or 4 best defenders that they have. Literally, right now, as a rookie. So, but I will say this. I will say this. After the game, Michael Malone is in the locker room, and he says, hey, you young guys, this bleep is not always the way it is in the NBA. You better appreciate it, like the, the run that the Nuggets are on right now. And I can't help but think of Bones Highland, him saying that. Like, hey, guys, don't take this for granted. This is not always how it goes in the NBA. But there's a guy in the room who actually wants out of that scenario where the coach is cautioning. It's like kind of when you're, like, you, 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 find, you're here from Orlando Franklin. He's like, I come in the league like, like, we win the AFC West every year. This is just how it goes here in Denver. Then you go to the Chargers, like, wait, this is not actually real life. It's tough. That, that's the way it was for us in Indy. We used to tell the rookies that. Our, our strength coach, we, we would joke about it. I mean, these guys come in the league, and they're winning 12, 13 games every year, right? You know, you're 13 and 3, 12 and 4, you know, number one, number two seed in the, uh, in the playoffs, like, every single year. I mean, right. It's just like you get... Uh, spoiled a little bit as sure. a young player. You sure. just don't like, oh, okay, this is fun. Oh, man, we just roll out of bed and we just win football games and win in the division and in the playoffs every year. It's like, no, this thing is tough, guys. This thing is tough, you know. Uh, so, But you're, you're, you're spot on. And, and some of those young guys, whether he's talking to Bones or just some of these other guys also, just young yeah. guys, hey, yeah. this thing is not easy, guys. Right. You know, like, you know, Christian Brown, he's used to winning. Right, come from Kansas, just won the national championship. You're rolling the NBA. You're, you're just rolling through teams. You know, one forty six, one twelve. Right, right. right? That's like, not ah. normal. Right, exactly. Uh, up thirty points after twelve minutes is the largest, unbelievable, largest scoring differential in any quarter in any NBA game this year. Plus thirty after twelve minutes. It's almost That's hard. To it do. should be impossible. Yeah, in a, in a professional league, this isn't like you know groups of youth that you know the, the ages right. are mismatched. Okay. We're off and rolling here on a Wednesday. Hopefully your day is off to a good start. If it's not, we're hoping to help you with that. Did Terry Bradshaw spill the tea on what Sean Payton actually thinks about Russell Wilson? Spill the tea? Hang the tea. tight. Hang tight. Did you spill tea? 
Lots of lots of people talking out at the Super Bowl. We'll get to it next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. There's a lot of people talking out at the Super Bowl. A lot of a lot of media members out there, a lot of former players who now work in media, or just a lot of former players, you know, you know, pushing product. By the way, have I pushed we, product one time? Did you? Yeah. What were you pushing? Stolies. Stolies. Yeah. Wait, like the liquor? Yeah. Oh, that's a oh, fit. Yeah. <laughs> Stoke for Stolies. <laughs> oh, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. What year was? Yeah. What year was this? That was Super Bowl Fifty. Okay. So, I was out so there. 2015? Yeah, I was out oh, there. Were, the, the, the date was 2016. I kept on saying yeah. yesterday, eight years since the Super Bowl. The actual date, I think it's seven oh, years. Oh, seven. You right? screwed that up all yeah. day? I was hoping one of you guys would hold me accountable. I don't pay attention to you. Oh. So that, that Kiss can't or be what's me. your excuse? Right. I don't know I'm about I'm cutting your spots. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Say it the right way. You're, you're cutting Stokely spots. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just my, doing, mine are done. Mine are already done, bro. You're doing it's, surgery. Nope. No, <laughs> it's like a game nope, of nope, operation. No, no, don't try to throw me into this. I'm just adding music. Don't try exactly. to throw me into this. <laughs> uh, so you screwed that up. Uh, a, little bit, a little day. bit. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Um, uh, yeah, so I was I, I did that one day one one year, which was cool. It was a cool experience, but it was early. It was a long day. I mean, you just go from one to another, and they got a person with you, and they're just bringing you around, and they got everything set, and it was it was a long day. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun going through the whole thing and doing it. Um, it was cool. They call that the car wash. Yep, just one after the other, one after the other. Um, by the way, your name came up on one of the most popular. Podcasts in the sports world, by the way. No joke. When? Within the last 24 hours. And I'm bringing my son to school this morning. And you just heard it. Swear to God. No. Didn't know about it and just heard it. Nope. What what kind of context? If it's not good, don't say it. Hang tight. Okay. Hang tight. Hang tight. Because it's it's, it's, it's pretty funny. um, And it's like... Like, literally, like, one of the most popular sports podcasts, I think the estimated listenership per episode is over 500,000 uh, uh, listeners per episode. Um, so it, it, it's pretty funny. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, I think you're going to like it. Anytime your name comes up is good. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. Not true at all, Zach. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you be the judge here uh, okay. in a little bit. Um Tom Rock, I, I, I saw this. I saw this tweet yesterday. Tom Rock is a reporter for Newsday. Newsday is a, a New York-based outlet. Jets, Giants, you know, um, yeah, the B- Big Apple Sports. Okay, and he tweets yesterday. Sat with Terry Bradshaw for a bit. Interesting comments on Sean Payton, his coworker, for the past year at Fox. Said Payton didn't want to go to Arizona because of the quarterback. Again, this is Terry Bradshaw. He said Sean Payton did not want to go to Arizona because of the QB. He also said he didn't want to go to Denver because of the quarterback. Ultimately, he took the job in spite of Russ, end quote. That's what Terry Bradshaw was saying. That's Tom Rock's rendition of what he heard Terry Bradshaw say. The the exchange went a little something like this. It was Bradshaw kind of going through fielding questions, and he said, you know, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback, and you don't want to go back down to Houston. Then the follow-up is, 
you know, how about Arizona? And he said, no, he didn't want to work with that QB. And then the follow-up was, so he'd rather work with Russ? And he said, uh, I don't think so, as he burst out laughing. But ultimately said, that's all he's got. He's got no choice, kind of laughing. Again, Terry Bradshaw sort of uh, relaying Sean Payton's thoughts while he was at Fox. Is this that hard to believe or no? No, I mean, I could believe it for sure. I just think Terry just probably opened his mouth and should keep his mouth shut when you're having a just a conversation with someone or someone's telling you, you know, how they really feel about the situation. I don't think Terry's making it up. Sean probably told him this, but wasn't expecting Terry to report on it. Like, right. Terry, shut your mouth, right. dude. Like, what are you doing? You don't say those types of things. You're putting your colleague in a bad situation now, right? You didn't need to speak on Denver or Rush. You could have said that about the other places, but, you know, some people, you, you, would you didn't expect, even really need to say that. Right. But you would expect more from a guy like Terry, who's been around the media um, side of things. And, you know, he's not reporting on just uh, someone that he doesn't really know and that he chatted with. This, this was his colleague. It seems like they have a good relationship. And now you're putting that guy in a bad spot. Come on, Terry. Like, ha- have have some common sense uh, when it comes to that a little bit. I just think Terry... Uh, didn't do, uh, obviously, any favors to Sean Payton. He did not. All. He did not. He did not. And, he, you know, he, he actually, you know, mentioned in, in passing, like, yeah, we, we have hung out and drank together, drank beers together. He drank my whiskey. And then it's like, wait a second. You're not, if if you're hanging with someone like that, you don't go into a microphone and say what he said. Right. But also, that doesn't mean that Sean Payton never said those things. Exactly. Which is really not a hard story to follow. I mean, we talked about this job and some of the downsides. And we said, hey, if, if Russell was playing at a high level, this job would have closed two weeks ago. Maybe it's Jim Harbaugh accepting the job. Like, who knows? So, yeah, the, the fact that Sean Payton, like Russell Wilson wasn't at the top of the list of, you know, reasons why he wanted to come to Denver. I actually don't need Terry Bradshaw to tell me that. Exactly. Exactly. That was a um, a negative from everyone. Yes. Right? Yes. When it, who wants to try to fix this quarterback with this huge contract? Right. And if you don't get it fixed, now you got to move the guy and cut him, and then you you have the salary cap implications. I mean, so, yes, that's a big negative here. It's not a positive, people. No. So, Sean Payton telling Terry Bradshaw that, that shouldn't be like some big breaking news um, here in Denver or across the country. That's uh, that's how I think all these coaches viewed pretty much Russell Wilson, more of a liability in this situation. Okay, now, he look, he got an opportunity. I'm sure, like, he, he's looking forward to the challenge of trying to help Russ out and fix Russ, but think, but to think that Sean Payton thought it might be a positive. That was, and, and, and that was being floated out there near the end of the search. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you know, and, and, and D-Mac was, you know, shared that into the microphone yeah, here yeah, next to us. Like, yeah, you did. He's like, hey, no, Russ is actually views, viewed as a positive. No, he's not. No. Never, never was in this situation in Denver. No one. No. No, it was, that Come was, on. that was, that was never, that was never how the case. It, th- there Why? is, there is no explanation to, to your question. Yeah. How there, there's nothing to offer. There's no explanation. There's no, there's nothing to draw from. It was Justin Fields threw more touchdowns than Russell Wilson. It was, it was awful, awful. And he's got the, one of the biggest contracts in the NFL. Like, NFL history. What, what, yeah. What's, what's, how is this? Yep. How is there any positivity there? And you, you know, you got to try to fix him and he's getting older. Not a young quarterback that had one off year. Nope. He's an aging quarterback. 
that had one of the worst years in, in, in Broncos history. And he's 34. He's going to turn 35 this fall. Right. Like 35 years old. He is turning 35 this fall during his second season where, and we're going to talk about some of the contract stuff, like this cap number, oh my gosh. Dude, it doesn't even kick in until 2025. Till 2025, it doesn't kick in until then. So... It's um yeah this 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 not this. not a positive uh, but Terry needs to shut his mouth like okay Terry you're not doing your buddy Sean Payton any favors yeah. like, why would you speak on Sean when when he goes to a team just keep all that business to yourself right. what he told you right right that's just common sense man I mean especially if you're out drinking with the guy like you're having a casual conversation it's off the record right this isn't right. on the record stuff that right. you tell to other people oh my I just gosh. don't get it I don't get it at all no there's nothing to get there either no common sense Terry and none that, that, none that, and, and honestly like Goodness. if I'm Sean Payton I'm like okay right that's the last time I ever share yeah. anything with Terry Bradshaw right ever. right exactly that I mean like if, who wants to ever speak gonna, again <laughs> right who wants to tell Terry anything now right like every time I, you, you, if you're hanging with Terry, you're not telling him anything, right? You got to keep that in the vault, man. You got to know how to navigate those waters. And uh, certainly, he he didn't do Sean Payton any favors, but it, it, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. I was gonna say it's not a yeah. Like okay, yeah, we already knew that, and that's the way it is. Who cares? Not a big deal. Is what it is. Yep. All right, George Payton says the Broncos are going to be aggressive. In free agency? What does that actually look like? That's next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. George Payton says the Broncos are going to be aggressive in free agency. This is uh, George from just a couple days ago. We feel good with where we're at. You know, we're going to be aggressive in free agency and and signing other players and feel good. Okay, aggressive in free agency. All right. I mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because right now the Broncos have just under $12 million dollars. Is that it? Cap space, yes. Even with the cap going up? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. just, just I to be thought they would have more than that. Uh, but so, uh, look. According, in, in, according to SpotRack, it, it, okay. it's about, about $12 million bucks. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll free up money because you're going to cut a few guys here, uh, I'm sure. There'll be some some cuts and to get that number up. So I'm expecting them to be probably around, I'm going to say 30. Okay. Around thirty to spend something like that. Um, Who comes to mind when you talk about a veteran cut? Oh, I got a couple names of, of, of. Well, I have to look at the contracts, Zach. I haven't looked at the contracts to see who's. You know, I think because Graham Jackson's contract's up. He just signed a one-year deal, so I have to go through the contracts to um, to see who's still on the books. And who's um, just a free agent? Like Graham Glasgow, does he have a year left on his contract or not? You yes, know, he does. Okay, that, you're, you're, so he'll be he'll you're be spot on. He'll be released. Um, 
And then, and then you have to look at the dead cap hit compared to the savings, those types of things. Is it worth cutting a guy and moving on from the guy, or is it not? Let's use Graham Glasgow because I think you're spot on. That's the okay. first name that came to our mind behind the scenes here. His dead cap year over year, last year was over $9 million. It drops to $3 million. He's got a base salary, Graham Glasgow does, this year of $9.4 million. So you would save about $6.5 million. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think that's a a, yeah. a good candidate. Yeah, um, certainly. So he'll be he'll be uh, he'll be released. Um, and then after that, I, I don't know. I'd have to look look down the list there. But you know, when when you say when when I hear George Payton says saying uh, we're going to be aggressive in free agency, obviously you're not going to be able to compete with uh, like the Chicago Bears, who I think leads the league in cap space. You won't be able to compete with some of the upper echelon uh, guys. That's just what happens, you know, when, when you are paying your quarterback what you're paying him and you got some other contracts, obviously. Um, you're just not going to be able to compete with those those top spenders, the top uh, uh, teams that have the most cap space. But there's still, like, it's not always a good thing to have, you know, a ton of cap space and go out there and get the top free agent on the market you know, there, there's some there's some bargains out there. There'll be some bargains out there. You just got to find them, you know, just like draft picks. Like, we don't have a first or second round pick. We got a couple third round picks. Okay, there are going to be some good players there. Guarantee it. You got to find them, George. So you got to find the bargains, you know. You, you can't go – you're not going to Neiman Marcus, mm. okay? That's going, for the Bears. That's for the Bears. We're going to Target? Like a step up from Walmart? We're going to Walmart. We're going, we are going to Walmart. We are Walmart. We are Walmart. So we're going to Walmart. Okay. You get some good stuff at Walmart. You can. Right. You can. So so that's what I'm talking about. You get some good deals. Yep. So um, we're Walmart. We're going to Walmart. All right. Here's a couple of the candidates that can be cut to create some savings. Ronald Darby is still under contract. He's got a dead cap of $30 million and a base salary of $9.5 million. Again, you can create about six and a half. You said 30? Oh, oh, did I say 30? Yeah, I'm you sorry. Said 30. I'm, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> dead cap 30. What? He's got a dead cap of $3 million. Okay. Okay. Take a zero out of there. Uh, he's got a dead cap a of bit different. $3 million bucks, okay. base salary of $9.5 million. So, again, you create savings about $6.5 million. He's gone. By moving on from Ronald Darby, age yeah, 30. Structure. Yeah. Sorry. Age what? He's, I think he's about 30 years old. Yeah, you, you, you either restructure, get it, get it down. You probably just outright release him. Um, you know, you got Mathis, who, who, who Damari Mathis, yeah, yeah. probably want to see a little bit more of him. And you, you just, um, that's how you free up money right there. You, you're talking about 12 million in cap. You just kind of freed up 12 to 13 million, just like that. Boom. So here's another one. Chase Edmonds is still under contract. Doesn't have a dead cap and has a base salary of $5.6 million. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Right. He's gone. So now we're looking at about seventeen million bucks, seventeen to eighteen million that you just cleared up just that quick. So um, it's it's it's. I don't want to say it's easy to create uh, cap space, but it's it's not it's not the hardest in, uh, thing in the world to do. I mean, the Saints right now are about sixty million over the cap. Right, sixty. That's insane. It's just crazy. You know, they they have the still paying the piper on some of these contracts. The guy's not there. The Drew Brees deal probably. Um, but they'll find a way to get under it and make things work, extend contracts, and just push it down the road. Push it down the road. Kick that can. Um, but what do, you, what do you think just ultimately, like, what does 
we're going to be aggressive in free agency mean? I mean, you can only be so aggressive if you're the Broncos, right? Yeah. And, and you're not going to win any ties, I wouldn't imagine. No, probably you know, not. Like, this is not some like desirable destination where you want to come, like whether it's really offensive or defense. Um, maybe Sean Payton attracts a guy right. or two, but he may keep a guy or two away that <laughs> doesn't want to, you know, come into this. Hey, this it's a new day here, tone setting culture. Who, who the heck knows? Ultimately, money probably talks uh, right the loudest. Um, but you're not going to win a tie with the Bears. Probably. Like, you know, if you're trying to compete with the Bears and the, the money's pretty much the same, where would you rather go as, a say, a wide receiver or a tight end? Probably rather go play with Justin Fields. <sighs> it's crazy to say. I can't. I cannot believe Justin Fields, who the biggest knock on him has to do with, like, his accuracy and his arm. I can't believe that guy threw more touchdowns than Russell Wilson. I, on the surface, you'd say, of course you'd want to come here, but if you're really like the agent and you're talking through it extensively... And they're going to put a lot of money to build around him, just like the Jags did this past year with Trevor Lawrence. Sure. They dumped a lot of money into uh, helping him out. Ingram and Christian Kirk. and Yeah. Um, they signed Brandon Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharif. Or Sheriff. Hey, from, Sheriff. From uh, the Washington Commanders, the guard. Yep. Uh, paid him a ton of money. So, I mean, they, they put a lot into that offense to try to help Trevor Lawrence out. That's what you're going to see Chicago do. And by the way, that Christian Kirk contract was getting killed at the time because it, it like kind of sticker shock for a player like Christian Kirk. He was over 1,100 yards this year. He had a really good season. He, he really did. He really did have a, um, a, a good season. And you know, then after that, because that was one of the early contracts, like right out of free agency, yes. the, the wide receiver market just exploded. When it came to contracts, I mean, because then you had, you know, you had the A.J. Brown and you had yep. the Tyreek Hill, um, all that stuff get done, I think, a little bit after that. But the market just exploded um, after that. And now you look back at that contract, it's like, that's ah, not that bad. And he performed not that well. Bad. And he performed well. What is it like to be on the biggest stage in all of sports and make a play that no one ever forgets? Why don't you hang on to that thought? And there's a reason why coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. So in just a couple days, we're going to have a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, the biggest game in all of American sports. You know how many people, like Fox is projecting, by the way, because Fox has the rights to the Super Bowl this year. And here's like a little histrionics for us here. Histrionics? This like, the bidding for the Super Bowl and the rights for NFL games has turned into Literally a $100 billion business. Like, what they're selling these advertisements, the 30-second ads for, um, and just and, and what it used to be to what it is now, it, it's, not, it like, it's like a distant, distant, distant cousin. Here, here, here's why I'm saying that. Super Bowl one. I was asking you trivia the other day, and we got some more trivia today that I, I, I can't wait to, to take a dive into. Oh, goodness. Uh, Super Bowl trivia, which we had a lot of fun that with was. yesterday, and, and we're going to run it back uh, each day, walking you up to Friday afternoon. Super Bowl one was on CBS and NBC. 
Wow. If you introduce that idea right now, it's just like, it's like so foreign. It's a non-starter. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Was it Romo going to do the game and then, like, Greg Olson's going to do the game too? But that's how it was. That's really how it was. Um, Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl uh, 30-second commercial. Yeah? For the first Super Bowl, it was $40,000. Now it's millions Millions, like to like a a fifty x of what it of what it used to be, and that's just where we're at. You played in that game. I asked you a couple of days ago. Does it feel like an entire lifetime ago, or does it feel like yesterday for you? It feels, yeah. I mean, a, a lifetime ago. You know, so much has changed. I mean, I didn't even have kids. I wasn't even married. I didn't have kids, and now I got a kid in college. Crazy. I mean, it's just yeah. So it was uh, it was forever. It feels like. Ten lifetimes ago. And you you caught, so this is Ravens-Giants. You caught the first touchdown of the game on Jason Seahorn to make the score 7-0. to zero. And I've told this story before, um, but in 2018, we were down in Mobile, Alabama. We ran into Chris Mortensen, who at the time was recovering from throat cancer and could yeah. barely talk. He's really worked his way back, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, since that yeah. moment when right. we saw yeah. him, he could barely speak. Um and he sees Stokely for the first time in probably a couple decades and goes, 7-0, game over. <laughs> he said, coming into that game, he said, if we thought that if the Ravens could score an offensive touchdown, think about the threshold here, where the bar is. If the Ravens could score an offensive touchdown, they'll win. That's how stinking good their defense is. And that's why he said when Stokely caught the touchdown, game's over. And he wasn't exaggerating either. I mean, we went four or five games without scoring a touchdown that year and was like three and two or something like yep. that. I mean, it, yep. so, and our defense was that good. I mean, they were giving up a little over 10 a game. That's it. So, um, it, I mean, that's, that's just the way it was. Like, we get up on a team, you felt pretty good about your chances. I shared this stat the other day, but it bears repeating. The Baltimore Ravens defense in the year 2000 gave up less points in 19 games on their way to winning the Super Bowl than the Bears gave up in 16 games in 1985 with the heralded 85 Bears defense. Yeah. That is remarkable. And, and, and well, I'll ask you, did you realize? Because sometimes, sometimes there's stuff you remember everything, like the back of your hand, but there's other stuff you're like, I just can't remember. We talked about that stretch through the six years we've been doing the show. It's six years uh, this month, by the way. You know the day? It's later in the month. It's later in the month. Oh. It's later in the month. You got to find the day. Well, we will find the day, and and, and I know the guy who to find it um, from. Yes, it's, yes, uh, our, our guy, our on guy on, on on text line and on Twitter, Brian. Yes. yes, who has a photographic memory and remembers the day. Yes, um, put it in your phone. But oh, what the heck was I just going to say? Oh, oh, we've talked about it periodically that 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 period of time where the Ravens didn't score an offensive touchdown for like five straight weeks, and they went three and two. I didn't realize until watching the Bullies of Baltimore special on ESPN that debuted this past week that you were the one to score a touchdown and break that streak. You never brought that up. And we've referenced this period probably, I don't know, five, six, seven times through the years. Did you Were you just reminded that you were the one to break it, or did you no, know this no, whole time? I, <laughs> I mean, what, I'm, uh, I haven't lost all my brain cells. No, I knew I was the one. Yeah, I mean, it was a big deal back then. And everyone was talking about it. The whole city was talking about it. Like, imagine us if the Broncos hadn't scored a touchdown in four straight games. 
you know, like all of us, well, all of us, I mean, you get there, like out, two straight games, you haven't scored a touchdown. And three straight games, and it's like this offense is awful, defense is playing good. You're like two and one in those games. I mean, that's all people are talking about. Like, when are you going to score a touchdown? Right. And then we're talking about it. Well, who's going to score that touchdown to break the streak? Right. Right? And so, of course, yes, I, I, I remember that. I, I remember the play. That was my first game dressing out. No. Yes. So you had – hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me provide some clarity to why I asked you the question. Okay. Because when you've referred to that stretch in the past – You've sort of done it flippantly. You've been like, there was like a four or five game stretch where I think we went. Right. And you're not like as specific with what actually happened during the window. But you've never actually shared like, yeah, I was actually the one to break the streak. Right. Um, I don't like to self-pub. Yeah, but it's a perfect context in the story as I'm talking to the guy who did it. You've never actually shared it in six years. Anyway, you said to me in the past that you caught a touchdown in your first ever game. Yes. That was the game? No. No. That was my second year in the NFL. My first ever game was against the Rams, Kurt Warner's debut, and we went to uh, St. Louis at the time, and my I caught one pass that game for a touchdown. Okay? And then um, the season goes on. I'm inactive, like not dressing out for, you know, four or five weeks. I come back, and we're playing the Chiefs. I get hurt. Dislocate my shoulder for the third time, and – um, I have surgery on it. Okay, so that's my rookie year. The next year, that was the year that I got lucky to make the team. I had a bad training camp, was not playing well. So they drafted Travis Taylor in the first yes, round. Yes. I didn't dress out. I was inactive. I was one of those guys wearing the squishy pants for, I don't know what game that was, for nine straight weeks. All of a sudden, Travis Taylor broke his collarbone. Well, now I get to move up, and I became the fourth wide receiver, and that was my first game back playing. Wow. So the first game back playing of year number two is the game that the touchdown list streak is snapped. Yes. Okay. So I had a little sharp motion. We had three wide receivers on the right side, one wide receiver on the left, and we practiced this play a, a ton. And it, you know, and it worked. It worked. It worked. And they gave us the perfect defense. And it was like an angle route, you know. And I, I, I motion. I come to the hip of the tight end, but which is actually a wide receiver. Not, you know, on the line of scrimmage, kind of detached from the line of scrimmage. And I go like I'm running an angle route, and then I return back out. Okay. And uh, so that, that was that was the play, and so that was my second ever catch in the NFL. Wow. Wait, so your Over, first two catches are both touchdowns? Yes. Over wow. a year apart. Wow. You know, a year and a half apart. Two for two. First we, two catches. Okay, so now now I have bells going off my head because I think we had that conversation like in 2018 where I'm like, is there another example right. of this in NFL history where your first two touchdowns or first two catches are both touchdowns, but they're a year apart? That's, wow. Um, okay. And just to put a bow on this story, at the time in Baltimore, there was a guy that was like up on a billboard or up on a roof of Rooftop, a building. Yeah. And he wouldn't come down until the Ravens scored an offensive touchdown, much like G-Man did like years ago here, Ben Filden after the fact that like, yeah, he's, you know, going up in the billboard or whatever. And uh, at the Bullies of Baltimore uh, thing that debuted on ESPN, you guys wrote, it was just two guys. Uh, You you can come down now was on the ball and it was signed Trent Dilfer and Brandon Stokely. Yeah, that's cool. It was, I mean, but it just seems like that was a hundred years ago. All of that stuff happening. I mean, it was that long ago. I mean, what do you have from the Super Bowl? 
I mean, uh, everything. You have everything. Everything. I mean, I, I gave my my girlfriend, now wife at the time, they, they came on the field. I gave them helmet and my jersey. You know, I got my, my – I wore a sweatband. Um, and so I have all that – I have that, that framed. My hel- I mean, my, not my helmet, my, my jersey. Never washed it. So just kind of, I wasn't even bringing it. In. I wasn't going to get. I wasn't going to get Tom Brady'd. Right. You know. Right. Um, so I, I just gave it to them, and they 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 took it out, and so that was uh, that was that. So I got yeah, most of my stuff. I don't know if I have my shoes, but um, the jersey, yeah. and the helmet. I love it. Great, great stuff. Your name came up on a podcast, one of the most popular sports podcasts. I'm nervous about this in the world, and it's been a popular podcast for many many years. Bill Simmons. Oh, okay. everyone knows Bill Simmons, yeah. right? He's on the Manning cast. Few, you know, a couple months ago, he created the Ringer, so it's like his broadcasting network. He's a billionaire because of it, but he wow. still does his podcast. And he has on a guy named Cousin Sal. Cousin Sal is Jimmy Kimmel's cousin, who has been on you know CBS through the years and whatever. He's a comedian. He's got his own podcast, all this stuff, and they're going over parlay props and first touchdown scores for the Super Bowl, right? Like a dedicated episode. And um, this is uh, this is the exchange. I like when you can get these props up to 60, 75 to one that are realistic. But as we know at the Super Bowl every year, then it's like, oh, Brandon Stokely has the first touchdown <laughs> of the game. We're like, oh, yeah. everybody loses. <laughs> That was that. That was a ten thousand to one prop. Uh, I'm trying to scroll way down, so I, I, everyone loses. I, I, oh, perfect! Of course, it's a Super Bowl. Something crazy. It's like uh, Brandon Stokely scores the first touchdown. Everyone loses. <laughs> I'm driving down the road this morning. I'm like, holy freaking crap! Unbelievable. That's funny. That's but, funny. But 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 it's it's cool. He's making a joke, but it's cool because you are kind of embedded in the consciousness of uh, a football fan. Well, only only a, a real gambler would remember that. Yeah, right. And you he know? is that. Right. Both exactly. Of these guys. Exactly. You remember those things. Like you're loading up on these different guys, and you're like, it was "Are Stokely. you serious? It was, a, right. it was Stokely. Like what? At Come plus on. Three I, I knew I should have bet that guy. <laughs> you know, I wanted to throw five bucks on him. That is that was great, man. That's that was fun. great. Glad you got the shout. That's a very popular uh, podcast. Over a half million uh, people listen per episode. So there you are. Cool. Okay. Uh, why is the investment? The Broncos have made in both coach and quarterback not lined at all up with expectations. And will that change? That's next.